0: Good morning. Um, My name is Steve, if you've not met me before. I'm a member of Hillview Community Church and it is my joy to be able to share in the scriptures with you this morning. When was the last time that you were thirsty? like not I'm going to get a glass of water from the kitchen thirsty like I am parched my throat is beginning to dry up and um, we don't get that very often especially not in lockdown with tap water and all that I mean and um, it's quite different here in Scotland versus you know the the Middle East the ancient Middle East and um, you only had three real options for finding water either you go to a river you go to a well or you go to a cistern, like a big kind of, you know, hollowed out um, hover for, for catching rainwater, that's kind of all that you had. And you'll know as well that, I mean, in, in these more arid regions, in, in, in deserts, and in the Middle East, there are really only two times for, of day for getting things done. You either do it in the morning when the day is starting to warm up, but is isn't too hot, or you do it in the afternoon, the evening, when it's beginning to, to get cool again. And so Jesus has been walking all morning as so the day has been getting warmer and warmer, and they've run out of their food and water, so he sits down beside this well while his disciples go into the town nearby. And ultimately we are really in Israel, so we're not talking about like a well. Like like, you know, we we see in a lot of children's books, but we're talking more like a well in the Middle East, and so we kind of need need, need to really picture the place that, that we're in. And while he's sitting beside this well, something really unusual happens. A woman appears by herself. Now, in this culture, as in many other cultures, the women tended to be a lot more social, they're, they're, they're better at it than guys are, and that's why they have amazing things like, you know, um, lunch dates and brunch dates and coffee dates and play dates, and um, some are even known to visit the bathroom at the same time, whereas guys still, you know, they, they, they struggle to shoot a text message to each other, um, and so this woman arrives at the well at the hottest point of the day, the point when nobody else is there. All the women of the village come out in the morning to to get their water for for their households, or they come out in the afternoon to to get water for their animals and, and things like that. But this one time of day, the hottest moment when nobody else is there, this woman comes up by herself. And I can guarantee you, any other day of the week, she would be there by herself except on days when Jesus is there which is pretty much just this one time when Jesus finds her in her isolation. Now. Why is she there by herself? We find out later on in the passage that she has had a lot of relationship issues. She has gone through at least five major relationships in her life. She is now on her sixth and she just still isn't quite happy. And obviously she, she's uh, maybe got a bit of a reputation in her town. She's not really managing to get on well with others. And so she is there by herself at the well. Now something really unusual happens to the woman she arrives at the well to find a jewish rabbi sitting by her well and i have never found a jewish rabbi sitting by my well i cannot begin to imagine how surprised she is by this and so when he begins to ask her for water she's really confused like why would you ask me for water why would you notice me she spends a lot of her life avoiding the people around her And it's not normal for people to come out seeking her and talking to her. She would know well enough that there are two kind of major groups of people that Jewish rabbis do not tend to talk to, or at least in this age and time and culture. And those are women and Samaritans. And she kind of happens to sit in that kind of magic space between those two things. Why would he come to her. Why wouldn't he just, you know, go into the town or go find somebody else to get water from? And then something even more surprising happens. After asking her for water, he offers her a drink. And not just any drink, he offers her living Water. Now, there are two types of water. There are living water, which is water that kind of runs and flows, you know, usually from, you know, like a source up in the hills all the way down to a pond or uh, a lake, an ocean, a sea, something like that. Or you have non-living water in a, in a in a puddle. Like if you were to go for a walk in the Cairngorms or something, and your your water bottle runs out, you know you don't just fill it up from standing water. You don't fill it up from you know a little puddle in the middle of the path because you don't know what I mean. A, it'll be dirty and muddy, and B, you don't know what else is growing there. So you go to the, you know, fastest flowing, highest um, water source that you can, and that is where you drink. You drink from the living water, where it's flowing fast and fresh, and where you can guarantee it is a high quality. Now, the woman is very confused by this because there is no living water anywhere near this well. She knows she's lived this place her whole life, most likely. And she knows the nearest um, kind of flowing river is the River Jordan, 15 miles to the east. Jesus doesn't have any living water there on him. Where will you get this living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob, who built us this well and gave us reliable water that we didn't have to depend on cisterns like they do in many other areas now this kind of um calls me back to uh, jeremiah uh, i don't know if you ever read um jeremiah if you go to uh, jeremiah chapter 2 this is a um kind of a section of the bible right before israel went into exile when, when god is kind of confronting his people with the things that he's done that they've done and he kind of diagnoses the, the heart condition of his people. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. And so God describes himself as that living, source of water, of refreshment. He provides everything that we need, either directly himself or through the other good things that he has provided to us. That as Christians, we um, find sustenance for our spirits through our Bibles, through prayer, through fellowship with each other, and through all the other things that he's given us, through our brothers and sisters in Christ, through our family, through good things like, you know, Eating and drinking and exercising, you know, all, all in there, the good proportions. He has given us everything that we need to live a good life. But the thing is that, like Israel, we often are not content just to live that way. And so rather than getting our sustenance from God and the good things he's given us, we forsake that living water, the water that doesn't run out. And we, you know, dig ourselves holes in the ground, we dig systems to, you know, hold as much water as we can so that it doesn't run out. And we, we do this again and again in our lives. We we find other things, other people, other hobbies, other situations, other addictions, other ways to spend our time that give us little bits of satisfaction, that give us little bits of refreshment, that give us you know little bits of self-confidence. And it's only when these begin to run out on us that we really realise there's a problem. It's only when um, one of our, our, our friends um, is, is no longer around to support us, that we realise that we've got nobody else to depend on. It's only when our exercise routine is disrupted by COVID-19 that we realise that that was, you know, the, the prop that we were using to keep ourselves up. I mean, there's an endless list of, you know, bad things and good things in bad proportions that we use to replace and the the good things that god has given us in our lives and so for this woman she has done this over and over she rather than seeking her sustenance from god and the good things that he provides She has replaced it time and time again, digging a new system, digging a new hole, finding a new way to to get satisfaction, a new way to to get the the support that she needs, a new way to to be uplifted emotionally or to be complimented, to have people treat her in a certain way. And isn't that where we all find ourselves time after time? And into that context, Jesus comes. He finds her at the well, at the place which she thinks nobody else will find her. And he sits down and he begins a conversation with her about water. He begins a conversation with her about what's really important in life. And he offers her living water that doesn't run out. Now, my question to you this morning is where is your source? Where do you get your refreshment from? Where do you kind of fill up your soul and your spirit? Is it Netflix? Is it our hobbies? Is it um, our uh, kind of friends and family to an unhealthy degree? Or do we find these things first and foremost in Jesus and then secondarily in the good things that he's given us? The thing is that for this woman although she would feel a lot of shame on her and nobody wants to kind of be near her and nobody wants to talk to her or deal with her Jesus comes to her and he offers her a drink he offers her life. It's not just another chance. It's not just uh, another chance to, 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 to do something slightly differently, to do the same thing again but to do better, to, 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 to not slip up, to not fail. It's, it's not just continuing life the same way we've done it but slightly better. It is an opportunity for a new life. It's an opportunity for a new way of living. Rather than digging holes in the ground, it is having that Source within us that bubbles up to eternal life through Jesus. Where are we finding our satisfaction? Where are we finding our hope? Where are we finding our peace? Before all this happen, all all this kind of uh, COVID stuff goes away entirely. Before life returns to normal, if we have been prompted, if we have begun to figure out and learn that some of the places that we get our satisfaction from are not healthy and not the right places. Let us deal with these things here and there. Let us come to Jesus. Let us seek him as the true source of everything that we need. Let us turn back to Jesus together and drink of that water that does not run dry. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you don't leave us to um, our own devices. You don't leave us to go thirsty and hungry. But you come to us. You give us hope. You provide us with love and with that that perfect uh, satisfaction that comes with knowing that we are your children, that there is hope in you, that we look forward to um, sharing eternity with you and our brothers and sisters in your kingdom. We love you. We thank you for your word. We pray um, that you would um, that you would provide everything that we need. Help us not to, to dig new cisterns, not to dig new holes in the ground, but to come back to you time and time again. We love you and we pray that you be with us now. In Jesus' name. Amen.